welcome to GradChat, your opportunity to find out about graduate research here at Queen's. My name is CJ the DJ and I am your host for this week's GradChat. Of course, a show like this could not happen without the support of the School of Graduate Studies and Postdoctoral Affairs, as well as CFRC, so thank you very much to both of them. Now, if your mates miss the show at any time, you can download the podcast the next day on either iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify and CFRC podcast. So no excuse not to hear what our awesome students and postdoctoral fellows are doing. Today, though, I would like to introduce you to Bjorn Boll, who is doing a Master of Art in Classics under the supervision of Dr. Fabio Kolovicki. Welcome to Grad Chat, Bjorn. Hi, thanks for having me. I really like the studio, by the way. It's... I know it's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah yes. It's really there's, nice. there's some new equipment. Thank goodness to all the donors. Uh, that's how CFRC keeps themselves going by donations and a, a, a small part with student phase. And uh, we're very, very lucky to have this. The old equipment was it worked, but it had its few issues every now and then. And do you guys do live music? In there? We yeah. do what they do. So I'm going to give a bit of a spiel here on the studio. <laughs> we have, of course, the live studio when things are being done live. The studio that's next to us here, often bands will come here and do a jam session and, and record. Wow. And then there's another studio on the other side of that is another record, just a basic recording studio, just a bit smaller than cool. what this one is. But this is this is the main one. And, of course, we've got a huge collection of records yeah, and yeah, CDs. And one of these days, I am actually going to go through and check them all out because... <laughs> and uh, be the matter. Well, exactly. I mean, and the nice thing is it's, it's not music you hear all the time, right? Because right. we get a lot of inde- independent records coming in, cool. people starting off, which is the nice thing about community radio. It's not all the commercial... Yes, yes not all the commercial music so so yes we're very very lucky and also with cfrc they're also very good at having volunteer opportunities for for the students on campus to come and learn about podcasting or you know being on live radio or doing the recordings making programming that sort of thing so there's lots of opportunities and they love new programs too so that's a bit of a shout out if anyone wants to put a program (laughs) together and put it forward to CFRC, they'll probably go, yes, okay. Well, I guess we'd better talk about you. This, yes, is, this yes. is why I've brought you in or why you put your hand up, so yeah. thank you. Right, so you're in the Master of Arts and Classics. So before we talk about your research, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you do your undergrad? Why you wanted to do a master's degree and why in classics? Sure. Okay. My name's Bjorn. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I uh, did my undergraduate degree at the University of Waterloo in anthropology. Okay. And uh, a bit later on into my uh, degree, I decided to minor in classics because I was taking a lot of ancient philosophy courses and then started right. getting into the history courses like Roman history and Greek history. And I s- it was already sort of an interest of mine before I declared it as a minor, but I just really started to enjoy it and love it. Um, I, I wrote a uh, a paper in a Roman history course that won a little essay prize, and so that sort of encouraged me to sort of follow this. Yeah, Got it the, once, it must be, I must be going the right exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> and so I eventually applied here at Queen's for their master's program, and I was lucky enough to get in. Yeah, on my free time, I also like grapple, hence my research in, in wrestling. I do right. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I also like to 
make music and and write as well when I have time. I play guitar, so. Okay, you're in the perfect spot right yes, here, yes, aren't you? Exactly. <laughs> Which is great. It's not. It's not a. It's not an area that a lot of people think about going in anymore. When no. when people talk classics, they think, "Oh, really?" Yeah. yeah. Um, so why was it interesting for you, other than that perhaps the topic that you're going to be working on? Well, one thing that I would remind people that maybe aren't as interested in the classical world is that a lot of the foundations of our modern world were founded on not just the classical world, but a refounded interest in the classical world in the 19th century, this neoclassical revival that right. sort of created the foundations of a lot of our educational systems. And, you know, back in the day, most world leaders would have read Latin and taken classics courses. So That's it is true. sort of disappointing that it's it's gone to the wayside a little bit. But I, I think, yeah, classics is a really interesting field of study because it really, you know, lays the foundations for Western civilization as we know it. So. Well, I remember in, in high school, we had a choice to learn Latin, German, or French. Oh, cool. Yes. And did you pick Latin? No, I picked French. Not that it helped me, because I'm still really <laughs> bad at French. <laughs> Although the Latin helped when I was doing anatomy and cell biology. Yes, yes, it really so, helps. Uh, yeah. you know, if anyone's going into that field, Latin is really important. Yes, yes, <laughs> and ancient Greek as well. So did you have to learn both Latin and ancient Greek for what you're doing now? So this is a, a hot topic of, oh, of debate it? but <laughs> no no in, in classics they, they really do want you to know both um, Latin and ancient Greek at the moment my Latin is sufficient right. my ancient Greek is not so good but I'm working on that so when I consult some primary documents that are in Greek or Latin or especially Greek I, I tend to follow translations or get the help of someone right. in the department that can help right. me with the uh, translations well, that makes sense, although I, I imagine a lot of it's already been translated, hasn't it, to make it easier these uh, some days? Some of it, but the problem with my research being that the topic is sort of niche, there, a lot of the research isn't in English. Some of it's in Russian, some of it's in Italian. Oh, okay. So it's... it's <laughs> that, a, that's a little tricky, because, yeah. I mean, I understand Russian's not an easy language to learn no, either. No, I, I don't know a lick of Russian. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's when we get the old Google Translator exactly. out. Exactly, yeah. We, luckily, we live in a, a time where that's a little easier. It, it, it is easy. Yeah. So, okay, so let's get on to your topic. Your, your topic is ancient Greek wrestling. Yes. What made you choose this topic? So um, I've always had an interest in martial arts going back to when I was a little kid. I remember, mm. I think I was seven years old and I saw Karate Kid. And, oh, okay. I, and I so <laughs> wanted to do karate. So I, I asked my parents if they could enroll me and instead they enrolled me in judo which is a grappling martial art similar to wrestling, except right. you're, you're wearing a, a clothed jacket. Um, and I was horrible at judo because I was, I was a very small kid, and I, I, I actually you know, wanted to do this karate, so maybe my heart wasn't in it at the time. <laughs> but as I got older and I had long finished judo, I started getting this... I was still interested in martial arts, but I started getting interested more in this grappling world, like wrestling and judo and jiu-jitsu. Right. And that's because I started watching mixed martial arts, which has sort of grown in popularity over the past uh, decade or two. Mm -hmm. And in mixed martial arts, grappling is is king. You know, you need to be able to wrestle. You need to be able to grapple to be a successful uh, mixed martial artist. Can I just... Yeah. When you say grapple, yes. that means you're actually hanging on to the other person as opposed to yeah. just 
so shooting I, out a, a fist or a leg. Sure. So grappling I use sort of interchangeably with the term wrestling. They generally mean the same thing, okay. but oftentimes I'll use the word grapple instead of wrestling because today most wrestling sports have removed the submission elements from the sport. Okay. So grappling is more of an encompassing term that incorporates wrestling as well as these submission holds okay. and these submission holds are you know chokes or certain joint locks that the person has to tap to or else right. risk injury uh, or passing out so, nasty yes a little nasty yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah I, I got really into martial arts and and grappling and wrestling and so as I was figuring out what to do for my research I wanted to do something that was a little on the fringe something that allowed for some creative and original thinking. And I had recently, about a year or two before I started my master's, I got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is mm -hmm. this growing martial art that's uh, a big part of mixed martial arts as well. And it incorporates these submission attacks that, that my research aims to prove was actually a part of ancient Greek wrestling as well. Okay. Yeah. So give us a bit of a background then on this research that you're doing, because when I, whenever I think Greece, anything to do with Greece and sports, yes. I always think Olympics. Yeah. Because that got bought bought back in, or yeah. the new Olympics with from Baron Pierre de Coubertin. But of course, that he based it the current Olympics on the That's Greek right. Olympics. So it, tell us a bit more about that. Sure. So uh, yeah, with the Olympics, that sort of formally creates a start date for my research. So in the 18th Olympiad, the ancient Olympiad, which is in 17, uh, 708 BC, so about 2,700 years ago, mm -hmm. um, they introduced wrestling as the first non-running athletic event at the Olympics. So prior to the 18th Olympiad, it was just running events. In this Olympiad, they added wrestling and the pentathlon. In the ancient okay. pentathlon in those days, the fifth and final event was wrestling as well. Okay. So really my research when looking at the Olympic events focuses on three actual events, which is wrestling itself, uh, the pentathlon, which wrestling featured in, and pancreation, which is the ancient equivalent to modern mixed martial arts, which incorporates a lot of wrestling as well. But my main area of focus is specifically the sport of wrestling. The sport of wrestling. Yeah. Before I go into some of this, has wrestling changed? from then to what it, what we see now at the the Olympics? Yeah, yes and no. Even within when you look at a really competitive sport like freestyle wrestling in global competitions today, the sport changes dramatically over a 20-year period, especially now because people have video and they can sort of compare right. techniques. But what's interesting is because the human body can only move in very certain yeah, ways it's gonna break. that there are objective <laughs> truths about about what the body can and can't do in wrestling so that's also what really interests me about this for my research is that our bodies are still the same we still feel the same pains and mm -hmm. whatnot so a lot of the moves yeah have largely remained the same and that's really exciting for my research I'm trying to bring a my practical knowledge of grappling and wrestling and looking at certain images say on pottery where you see a, a certain wrestling position and I can right. say oh this is this is this this one yeah or this is a double leg takedown this is a crossbody ride you know we can oh that's of, cool yeah and I think I think one of the nice things wrestling must be one of those few sports that hasn't added additional equipment to make you better yes um it's still I mean you might have a nicer pad to don't hurt yourself yeah, as much yeah. but you don't have equipment that can change. Exactly. The equipment is very minimal. Nowadays, people wear wrestling shoes, and sometimes you might wear a wrestling cap to protect your ears. 
in, but it's not going to help you do no, better. No, exactly, in, in exactly. The, in the event. And the ancient uh, sport, the only equipment like they wrestled completely in the nude, aside from a little cloth that you might use to uh, tighten your private parts to your, your. Which would be nice for everyone. Yeah, yeah yes, but they also. Um, oiled themselves and ah. applied sand on their body, which allowed for, for better grip. grips. They also thought it was good for the skin. And so th there was a barrier of entry in that sense, because to access a gymnasium and wrestle with other people, you needed to anoint yourself with oil, and that oil costed money. money. And so a, a membership to a gymnasium was likely only available to more well-born families in Greece. So even though it was a very you know, universal and accessible sport, it was still only accessible mostly to elites in, in the ancient world. In the modern world, it's accessible to everyone, and that's really yeah, fantastic about which it. Which is good. Yeah. So why did the Greeks care so much about wrestling? Because you, you mentioned originally it was just the running sports yes. that were in their Olympics. So yeah. what made them bring wrestling in as part of it? Uh, the Greeks were a very competitive culture. Mm -hmm. they, they evidenced by all their athletic and even musical and literary competitions that they had. And when you look at wrestling, it's sort of, it's perfect for a competitive society. It's a real pure competition in which there is a clear winner and a clear right. loser. And they, in the ancient Olympics, they didn't have first, second, and third place. So you were a winner or you weren't a winner. So right. wrestling was attractive in that sense, but also a lot of Greek myths and a lot of Greek heroes like Heracles or Hercules in the Latinized mm -hmm. version was famed for his strength and wrestling abilities. So we often get on Greek pottery, even on Greek coins, images of Heracles wrestling with various figures that he wrestled in his stories like Antaeus the Giant or the Nemean Lion. And also wrestling, this is a little aside, but you know, wrestling is so universal and the, the lack of equipment other species seem to wrestle too. You know, it's not just a human thing. Bears wrestle, that's cats true. wrestle. It's you, a lot of mammals wrestle. So yeah, I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah. you're absolutely right. Huh. Okay, I'm going to think about that differently yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> from then, then. So, is the modern sport of Greco-Roman wrestling the same as the ancient sport? Because, no, it, I mean I see it now. And, yes, and, yes. And, and to be honest, I only really paid attention because it is in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I probably wouldn't have. But I, I can appreciate yes. the work that goes into it. But has it changed? So there's two modern uh, Olympic wrestling sports. Well, three if you count judo. There's freestyle wrestling and Greco-Roman wrestling. But this modern Greco-Roman is actually a misnomer. Okay. Um, the, this modern sport was created um, by a French soldier named Jean Expriat in the 1800s. Um, and then due to this sort of neoclassical revival that was going on at the time, a later Italian wrestler who practiced uh, this sport decided to rename it, which was called flat-hand wrestling. He decided to rename it, and this Italian guy was named, uh, now I can't remember his name, but it's, it's <laughs> tr just trust me on this. So this Italian guy, he decides to rename the sport Greco-Roman wrestling to sort of capitalize on this neoclassical interest. Yeah. But here's why it's a misnomer. So the ancient Greek variety of the sport allowed for grasps below the waist, which modern freestyle wrestling also allows. It also allowed tripping. But in modern Greco-Roman wrestling, you cannot grasp below the waist and you cannot trip. Okay. So in Greco-Roman wrestling, you see a lot of holds above the right, waist. So it's all torso up. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And there are the, the, the holds you see in modern Greco-Roman wrestling, you do see in a lot of ancient images like of Heracles wrestling. But 
that may have fooled early thinkers into thinking that the two mm -hmm. were similar. But there's plenty of images of wrestlers attacking the legs and shooting for takedowns below the waists. So we're quite sure that uh, modern Greco-Roman is, is not like the ancient variety. Like freestyle is, is more similar. So what's freestyle? So freestyle, similar to Greco-Roman, except that you're allowed to shoot below the waist. So you're allowed to grasp onto the opponent's legs. You're allowed to trip them with your own legs as well. Right, right. So to me, that would be more in line with judo because, I mean, judo, you can... Well, it's not really yeah. a trip, but you sweep their feet yeah, from yeah. underneath them, etc. Yeah. yeah, judo is very similar in a lot of regards, other than that you're wearing clothes, mm -hmm. which changes a lot of the, the holds and positions that you can right. um, execute. But there are traditions in ancient Greece prior to when they started wrestling naked, which we think occurred around the 5th century BCE. But prior to that, there seems to be examples of the Greeks wrestling with belts, where you could grasp oh, you onto the, the belt. Yes, which right. is similar to judo. And that seems to have a, a tradition that goes back to Mesopotamia like 5,000 years ago. So it's a really old tradition, this belt wrestling tradition. Hmm. And it's belt wrestling has also developed independently across the world. It's not We don't pinpoint it to one area, <laughs> but yeah. There's lots going on. Yes. So what have been some of your more surprising sources in your research? Um, for instance, were you surprised to find wrestling appear in certain artifacts or texts? I mean, you've mentioned, you know, on pottery and things, yeah. there's men wrestling. Yeah. And I imagine on some frescoes and things on yep. the walls, that yep. would be there as well. Yep. Uh, and statues as well. The statues mm -hmm. are really interesting because you get this sort of 3D perspective. So the, mm -hmm. the most surprising source I can think of, like it's been really fun getting to look at so many different mediums for this, but there's a papyrus, so you know this uh, yes. Egyptian substance. So this was found in Egypt in 2nd century AD. This papyrus is a written contract between two wrestlers where one wrestler is asking the other wrestler to throw their match and offering him 3,800 drachmas right? in return. Oh, my God. 3,800 drachmas in those days would have bought, like, a camel or a donkey. Right. So comparable to maybe a, a small car. <laughs> so th that document sort of, it's interesting because it says a lot about how people valued, you know, winning these competitions. Exactly. How, how they valued wrestling itself. It's, uh, but it yeah. also shows how far the wrestling had gone because you said this was in Egypt. Yes, yes. And this is second century AD, so this is in the Roman period. Right. And, and that, that's another thing that's really interesting about it is, you know, this is a Greek tradition that continues long into the Roman period, long after the Greeks are really relevant in the larger Mediterranean world. Right. But the Romans continue this tradition as they do a lot of Greek uh, practices. So we've got, got like an, a thousand year continuous tradition of Greek wrestling. That, that, it's interesting that you said that as, in terms of, you know, the Romans carried on that, but sometimes... It's always often perceived it's a Roman thing as opposed to it was actually yes. a Greek thing. Yes. <laughs> and yes. they just continued it. Yeah. yeah, they often say that the Romans conquered the Greeks, but Greek culture conquered the Romans, which right. definitely seems to be right. the case. Okay, because I think even with the Romans, didn't they, a lot of buildings and things, they just used what was there before, say from the Greeks, yes. and then changed a few things on it. Yes, yes. <laughs> and yes. made it. That's not, not not diminishing the stuff that Rome, no, no, that the no. Romans did do during their time. So has has wrestling developed around the world independently? Because I mean, already just even in the the old world, it seemed to have moved around a lot. And 
can it actually even be traced back to one particular point in time? I mean, I know, for instance, I see wrestling here because yeah. we've got a wrestling mat here on yes, Queens. Yes, right up in the combat room. And yeah. you see NCAA do wrestling and things. Yeah, going on or just finished the but other day. in Australia, where I come from, that's <laughs> not something that you would automatically go, hey, wake up one day and go, I'm going to go and do yeah, wrestling. Yeah, that's funny you say that. There was recently a, a big mixed martial arts bout a couple of weeks ago where this Australian guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, Alexander Volkanovsky, no. was fighting Islam Makachev, who's this Russian Dagestani guy who's known for having amazing wrestling. And he was sort of making fun of the Australian by saying, you don't have wrestling, you're from Australia. You know, like, I could win an Australian wrestling tournament, no problem. But Did he get beaten? The Australian guy actually almost won. It was just a real close right. decision. But the Australian guy proved that Australians can indeed wrestle. Although it is true, they do not do very well on the world stage in wrestling. Uh, but wrestling has developed... I would say independently, just about everywhere. As, we, as we've seen, you know, other species of animals wrestle. So it seems to be something that's self-apparent. Even when you, you know, leave young children to their own devices, they'll often, you know, start wrestling with each other. And they, True. They never learned it, say, in, in school or something. So, uh, and if I could just think of wrestling cultures around the world, like Korea, Mongolia, a lot of Native American cultures, nameless countries have developed their own um, wrestling tradition. So it really is a, a universal thing. The way it develops and whether it's clothed or belt wrestling, that, that often varies. But uh, right. overall, the practice of wrestling yeah, appears everywhere. So with all of this, I mean, there's clearly, um, is there a lot of information for you to, to go on? And how yeah. hard is it to find? Um, I would imagine it was a lot harder before the internet, but but today we have so many of these. In classics, we have uh, pottery archives, we have numismatics coin uh, archives, uh, papyrus archives. So once you sort of familiarize yourself with the keywords and what you're looking for, right. it's it's not too hard. But there is a ton of material like that. It's really just sorting through all of it and figuring out, you know what sources can be trusted more than the others. That's that's really more the, the complicated issue. Have you looked at, I mean, because as you said, you can find a lot of the stuff on the, the classical, the old old style. Yeah. And there's a plethora of stuff on today. Yeah. But what about in between? I mean, mm. have you found that certain periods of time when wrestling wasn't mentioned much at all? That's a good, great question. I think for my research, I really have to set a cutoff point at the end of antiquity which we roughly say around 470 AD but yeah like even after antiquity wrestling continues it was a popular sport for the Byzantines in the Eastern Roman Empire that continued after the collapse of the Western Roman Empire it was a popular pastime of certain royals in medieval Europe and as far as athletic competitions those seem to die off after late antiquity antiquity until the modern olympics um, in 1896 okay as far as close to modern times wrestling really did continue in the western world in universities um, private clubs and in england it was popular amongst uh, local carnivals in the north of the country oh like the circus carnivals yeah and yeah and that right. sort of developed uh, a new style of wrestling called catch wrestling which is actually more similar to the ancient greek variety because it incorporates a lot of submission um, holds so yeah wrestling just it never stops uh, growing and developing when you're looking for the sources yes. to show greek wrestling it's nice to be able to find a piece of pottery etc 
Are you looking at text as well? Yes, yes. So I mentioned that papyrus earlier, but all, mm. but more specifically, there's a lot of literary texts, a lot of biographies, like、um, Plutarch famously wrote his Parallel Lives, which is a, a series of biographies about famous generals and leaders in the、mm-hmm. ancient Greek and Roman world. And he often、um, uses wrestling anecdotes early on in their childhood to sort of prove that they are, will become a great leader or to sort of showcase、right. their virtues and qualities. So. Um, in the biography of Alcibiades, we're told that、uh, in wrestling he would not—he、uh, would use anything in his power to win a match, so that if his friend had him in a hold, he would bite his friend. And so, <laughs> so he, he sort of uses wrestling as sort of this.、Uh, That's where the boxers got it from, was ex- it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Mike Tyson.、Uh, yeah. So. So, out of all of this, I mean, first of all, a master in classics is not a long time for you to do this. What do you want to accomplish with this research? What do you want? Is it you want to tell people about this is how it developed, or is there something else you want to be able to tell people? I think、um, one, I, I'd like to get more people in classics interested in the topic because、mm-hmm. I do find sort of these cross sections of interest, athletics and classics often don't go. There aren't as many sports fans in classics, I suppose, as right, as you would、right. in other programs, and yeah, just taking that enthusiasm and practical knowledge and elevating our understanding, that I think is you know not quite where it should be yet of、mm-hmm. the sport itself. Like there are still some misconceptions and misnomers like that modern Greco-Roman、uh, name, and yeah, just help. So do you, so do you think when we're growing up today, playing different sports? Yes. And even when you know wrestling is shown on the Olympics, we don't give enough credit to where these sports have come from, and yeah, perhaps yeah. we should. You know, we have all these commentators, and they're always trying to fill in time for different things. Should we be providing them information? Do you realise, you know, this wrestling came from da 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 da, etc. etc. Um, and then maybe that would get more people, the sports people, more involved or thinking more about. Yeah,、oh, that's a good point. No, that, that would be fascinating to find out a little bit more. Yeah, well, sometimes I am a little baffled that wrestling isn't more popular than it is、mm-hmm. because it is such a simple sport. But the, I guess in some cases the rule sets of certain modern wrestling sports might be a bit hard to follow for an audience. The sport itself is also incredibly tough and tiring, so a lot of people might be scared to to try it themselves. Maybe they don't like wearing the little outfit. The little singlets. Oh, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Some people may not、yeah. like that. At least they're covered. That's right.、Um, but as far as yeah, maybe explaining a bit more of the history in in、uh, the Olympics. That, that, that yeah, I think that would be a good idea to sort of garner some more interest and provide more of a yeah a rich. Context and history、mm-hmm. for this.、Sport. Because we know as the modern Olympics, right?、Mm-hmm. So let's learn about where, why did well, we know some of the reasons why Baron Pierre de Coubertin brought it back in. Yeah. But he based it on exactly the、yeah. old ways. Yeah. So and even、um, like the United States are one of the powerhouses of wrestling on the international stage, and that's sort of built on their very competitive. Collegiate、uh, wrestling programs, and、right. and that in itself was born out of this neoclassical revival in the United States、oh, in, the, right? in the 1700s and 1800s. That people wanted to match the curriculums of young men in ancient Greece, so they said, "Oh well, let's let's teach them wrestling at、mm-hmm. university and high school." So, 
No, I think that's really good. And I don't know why Australia didn't think of this, but <sighs> nor do I. <laughs> they, had, they had other things on their mind. They had other things on their mind, but um, okay. So before we finish, I want to ask you a little bit more about some of your extracurriculars. Sure. Okay, so you've already mentioned you do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which yeah. is fantastic, but you do graphic design at Inquire Magazine. Tell us a bit more about that. Oh, yeah. Um, so Inquire Magazine, uh, it's a student-run journal here at Queen's, write articles about uh, current events and social issues. Mm-hmm. And I just saw a, a little advertisement for them last year, and I wanted to get more involved in sort of the extracurriculars on campus because I didn't think I did enough of that in my undergrad so I reached out to them and said, you know, I've got experience in graphic design. No formal experience. This was something I just sort of taught myself <laughs> when I was uh, younger. And, yeah, we developed a, a, a nice relationship. And so once a week we meet. And, You're doing that. And I've been doing graphic design for them and help maybe generate ideas for articles. But, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Shout out to my Inquirer team. That's fantastic. And so do you think with some of your graphic designing, when you're putting your um, thesis together, you can put some of some of your own images mm. into it. It's a good idea. I there hadn't actually considered that. This is why you come on Grad Chat. Yes, yes, I'm getting <laughs> great new ideas. Because <laughs> there's one thing in looking at the ancient, but let's get some new ones for the, mm. the, the modern. That's right. The modern type thing yeah. and, and, and show the difference. And you also mentioned earlier that you are into music. So, again, yeah. great place to be here right now and see if I see studios. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I started getting into writing music around 2013 or so. And and one of my first interests, I I used to write a lot of songs about the ancient world. Oh, good for you. I won't talk about them here, but, uh, you know, (laughs) I don't, and I don't have much time to to write music as much as I do these days, but I I, I still love to play guitar. And I don't know if uh, the the Tet Center just down the road, they've got this instrument rental facility. So, that's right. Yeah, so once a month, I just bring out a new guitar or some instrument. Oh, and and, just give it a go. And give it a go. Have a bit of a jam session down there. Exactly, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, writing music's not easy. No, I guess not. Did you do it in high school? I, I played in the school band. I played clarinet, and right. I, I sang in male chorus and, and the regular choir. Well, it's I, nice that you're still able to do parts of that. I think that's yeah. one of the nice things is you can mix your studies but still do some of your hobbies and things. Yeah, yeah. I'm very eclectic with my interests. They're very broad and wide-ranging and I think I'd go a little crazy if I had to just focus on one thing so it is really nice having multiple outlets for that sort of thing. Well that's really good. Um, Bjorn thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us or enlightening us a bit more about ancient Greek wrestling so really appreciate that and good luck with the rest of it. Thank you so much. I would actually be interested in reading it because I mean I'm a bit of a sporty so oh good good I would and I love history so the two combined go really really well. Sure I'll let you know when I'm all finished in thank September. Thank you and then I can have a bit of a squiz over it so that's great so thank you very much for coming on the show. Excellent thank you it's a lot of fun. Good. So that's it, everyone. A, another week of Grad Chat sadly comes to an end. Don't forget you can download the show tomorrow from either iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify or CFRC Podcast. Just type in Grad Chat. Until next week, this is CJ the DJ signing off with a big hooray.
Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples and brought to you by the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science.